Hi, I'm Kevin DeCristofano. I'm Sean Flanagan. We are the Ninja Turtle Nerds. The Ninja Turtle Nerds are your weekly podcast for reviewing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics one issue at a time. I stuttered a little bit there. Don't know why. I've been saying this for every week for a long time now. <laughs> and so we we've got some special very... guests today. Today we've yes, got Jason yes. and Anna from the Turtle Recall podcast. Hi, guys. What is going on? Hey. Specifically today we're here to talk about issue 27 of the Mirage series, which came out in November of 1989. It was... The last Turtles uh, issue of the 80s. Oh my gosh. Think oh, of it that way. 38 pages, written by Michael Dooney, with art by Michael Dooney, and letters by Mary Keller. Sean, they, they don't have our guy. Steve Levine's gone again. All right, I'm out. Podcast is over. Done. <laughs> I really wonder what happened because, yeah, he this is two issues in a row now. He did like every issue from issue six to like issue like 28 on letters. And now all of a sudden he's not on letters. This anymore. is what it's I weird. think happened. He, he was the victim of a prank at the Mirage office and they have yet to discover he is still locked in the janitor closet. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, what I think is that, um, Pierre Layard and his wife like sold the house and they forgot that he was in there. And so whoever <laughs> bought uh, their house is like now has, <laughs> now has the lettering guy. Like, and he's just like, Hey, where's, where's Peter and Kevin? Are, are they coming back? <laughs> Honey, there's a letterer in the attic. <laughs> Hi, Steve Levine. You writing a letter? <laughs> and we've only talked about this once, I think, before on the podcast, but it's worth repeating. Jason and Anna, I don't know if you know this, but but Steve Levine on the Turtle Power documentary, they mentioned that he was like the main inspiration for Michelangelo's personality. It's he's he was like a key player over there at Mirage. Oh wow! Oh, cool. That's really cool. I actually have that D that DVD and it's still sealed. <laughs> That's like, I, I'm like, I was so excited when it came out. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna sit down and watch it. And like you would think with this whole quarantine happened, I'm like, and like I'm hitting. I'm like knocking out a bunch of stuff I haven't watched, and I still haven't like made it to that one yet. <laughs> It's it's worth it. It's like an expanded version of that um the thirtieth anniversary book they put out. Uh, back to the issue before we get too far off topic. Uh, we didn't even say the title yet. Uh, so today's issue is Dreams of Stone. Let's talk about the cover. It's uh, this is another one of those comics. I, I said this about one other issue we did where I feel like every time. I'm in a comic book store and I'm looking through Turtles back issues. This is another issue I feel like every comic book store has. Really? Yeah, I see this one a lot. I don't know what what's with the popularity of it or maybe lack of popularity because nobody's buying it from the back issue bin. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's always there. <laughs> so you're telling me that I can go to a comic book store and still get this for $1.75 right now? It's probably a $5 book at this point. I don't think it's gone up much. <laughs> I can't remember the last like Mirage comic that was like $10 because it's either super expensive, like number one, or like mm -hmm. dirt cheap. Like, like, like I, $5 is usually the average price, but like, because just because the Mirage comics, more people want the Archie comics than the Mirage comics uh, I've seen in comic yeah. book stores. <laughs> Yeah, the um the Donatello one shot is the other one that I see everywhere, and I think that one's a twenty dollar book in good condition. But you're right, they're they're usually pretty cheap. But anyway, uh, did did we have any specific notes on the the cover? Oh, Sean, how about you describe oh, it since I you do. love your covers? All right, ready. 
Eastman and Leard's Teenage Ninja Turtles, presented by Frank Frazetta's version of Caddyshack. (laughs) I did not notice that it looked like they were on a golf course. (laughs) You gotta get that ball out of the uh, water trap there. Yeah, that is one heck of a sand trap. (laughs) (laughs) So, I will say one thing is because we have like the IDW like reprint where it's like in color and everything. And mm-hmm. I don't know who decided to color, like, the uh, Carnage. Like, th- they totally, like, added... He actually... They actually gave him color while... there He has absolutely no cover color on the co- cover. Wow. What's the what's the golf stroke penalty for a demon <laughs> in the sand trap? Uh, do, you, do you play through? I think depending nice th- on the country club and exorcism, but I don't know. I gotta say, I think the thunderstorm in the background is a bit much. I feel like they... Maybe the image wasn't as um, balanced without it, but I don't know. It's I, f- I feel like that's the one element on this cover that's a little much. I, I love the things that bother us. Yeah, just just to let you know, uh, you guys know that I'm very new to like uh, comics, especially like for the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I'm just uh, with the with the podcast. I'm just learning uh, from Ninja Turtles. So about this cover, I just feel that. The cover, if you fold the paper, like, from the half, the half part of the paper doesn't match with the bottom half because they don't match. Like, um, the art for the turtles is so different from the uh, the other two characters. It's like the top part is so mythical, but the down part <laughs> is, like, so fantasy, like, uh, like cartoony. And as you said, the, yeah, it's not balanced well. Yes, and the colors are like the colors are also not balanced because the the thunder in the top part, especially black, is like so heavy. It's like uh, I feel like it's the color is not even balanced. So, so you're telling us that we should like fold this in like a like a like the back cover of a Mad magazine? Like <laughs> <laughs> what the secret? Get what the secret is? Usually they don't put like a uh, like a sharp black color in the top part of the page (laughs) (laughs) so that is our cover and we'll be posting that on our social medias so that you can get the uh the the full effect of the visual because i know this is a podcast one thing i wanted to talk about before we got into the issue is there's a an introduction in this that i think is worth touching on oh the Um, turtle tracks yeah did you did you want to talk about it sean uh, you have something prepared. I'm just reading what it's called. Oh. <laughs> so it's all you. Well, I'm just I'm just gonna kind of just read read it straight out. Is uh, just as many a turtle tale has begun in the past. Let me tell you a story referring to Tales of the TMNT. When I was presented with the opportunity to write and draw another turtle story, I thought long and hard on what to do and how to tackle it. All I knew was that I wanted to do something different, which is funny comes into play in a second um with some prodding from kevin i decided that i would devote the issue to complete carnage and radical they were introduced in tales of the tmnt by the way we haven't really discussed them on the show yet because of that um okay i'm gonna skip ahead having begun this entire process in an attempt to do something new with the turtles i must admit i was disappointed to learn that rick vtix issue also contained american indian elements uh, since Oops. so they basically what a long story short is he wanted to do something different and just by com- if you're wondering why these two stories back to back feature Native Americans it was a complete coincidence 
and they decided they needed to address it right up front here in Turtle Tracks. Lack on IDW because that whole forward not even on here at all. <laughs> like you're what, what you just read. Oh, okay. I, I, IDW just did, like so obviously like uh, because oh, because we we have these issues from like the IDW uh, classic uh, reprints. So we didn't actually get it originally. So so like you know our ours might have some like edited things in there, but we totally did not get no turtle tracks in ours. So I think they might have left that out of the IDW printing because IDW, I don't think, reprinted the previous story. Um, so to them, this is the first issue with a Native American. <laughs> Actually, you are correct about that. Yes. Um, so, so into the issue here. This is like the fourth issue also that starts with one of the characters having a nightmare that we've done on this show. So... Uh, Donatello's talking uh, with an Indian in his nightmare, a Native American, and we see um, Carnage uh, going at it here on a gorgeous two-page spread and there, with the beaver in the back. Yeah, there's uh, a giant beaver. That, that pole I, I comes into play later. That. For some reason, the bison is the smallest animal there. Yes, it's like like a little tiny bison against with like mama bison next to him. I think because we are uh, having like a, uh, the view that we have is that's why we see those animals small. It's it's the view of like what Dantel is seeing. No, it's like a uh, uh, like a, like a top down view. Yes. I don't know. Beavers are known to grow 40, 45 feet tall. So. <laughs> yeah, look, look, look at how big this beaver is. I don't know. It's weird. Like, <laughs> I think that is, and unfortunately, last episode I did do Native American research. This episode I didn't, but I think that is based on an actual Native American thing. Uh, the the what is that pole called? The totem pole. The, the totem pole, yeah, that is like holding up the earth, and and oh. and there's the beaver that, yeah. I think that's a yeah, real story. It, it's like um, uh, the World Tree thing in Norse mythology. Could be. Way to suck <laughs> the air out of the podcast, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> You know what else this issue really reminded me of? The Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah, <laughs> let's get that vibe. Because they're invading people's dreams? Yeah, it had. It's. I mean, I don't really know them very specifically. I know Sean is a huge horror movie guy, so maybe he can speak more to that. Is this m- more like any specific uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie? I mean, it's, it's better than uh, Freddy's Dead, but... Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's got concepts that are similar. You know, the fact that you know, Donatello shows up during this fight and uh, Radical and Carnage are like, who are you? Like, how are you here? Because he shouldn't be able to traverse, you know, the dreamscape. Yeah, it's good. I had no idea that they appeared in Tales of TMNT. So I got to say, I feel like Mirage was a little ahead of their time on. They have a lot of powerful female characters in these stories between we've got Radical, we've got Renee. It's interesting that Radical... You know, they they went with another. It, it's radical is very similar in this issue to what Renee was doing in that other issue, um, but they managed to make it completely unique at the same time. Like it very much could have been a copy and paste job, or they could have just done a Renee story, and instead they you know they changed it enough where you feel like you're getting a something different. I'm over here just internally screaming because you just called her Renee instead of Renette, which I know it's supposed to be pronounced Renee, but. It, but they pronounce it Renette. <laughs> but like, I mean, it, it's it, it's something like I play the Hero Clicks. I don't know if you guys hear, uh, heard of that game or not. 
but uh, they they made a figure of Renette, and every time every time a, a, a player everyone keeps calling her Renee, and I like, I have to like slam my fist on the on the table like no, it's Renette, it's Renette. <laughs> you pronounce the T. See, ignore. French this was rules. a perfect <laughs> team up because J- Jason has a turtle thing that bothers him to no end, and you have a turtle thing that bothers you to no end. <laughs> it's a perfect marriage. <laughs> yeah, it's um it it's funny. I think the reason I, I say Renee is because I, I read her in comics way before like was she wasn't in the, the eighty seven cartoon, was she? No, not not at all. Yeah, so I don't think I heard it pronounced for a long time after and you know, the comics were like my only exposure to it. But yeah, I, you're uh, right. The twenty twelve cartoon definitely says it. Uh, Renette. If it makes you feel better, once I, because I'm almost done with the 2012 series, but once I saw that it's Renette, that's how I pronounce it in my head when I read it now. But because in school it was always so like hammered in your head that, oh, that's someone's name, but at least three of the letters are silent. That's kind of why I always went with Renee. But yes, I, okay. I let s- me say Renette. Let me now. wheel out the podium. Let me wheel out the podium. Have my public apology. Um, I want to apologize to all the turtle fans out in Turtle Land. I, I did not realize I was mispronouncing. Um, I hope you can forgive me and we can move forward from this, <laughs> this awkward incident. <laughs> Look, people have a standard, and when you have when you call yourselves Team and Team nerds, this is the things that people need to know. <laughs> so yeah, uh, like like Sean was saying before, and we alluded to. So uh, Carnage, uh, Carnage is from the Tales of the TMNT, and they had a short story um, in Ninja Turtles three reprint. So that's where Radical and Carnage first come from, but they're back here. They weren't, but in those stories, they didn't have the the Native American uh, uh, dream thing going on. They were kind of just like generic characters that showed up with the turtles. And this this issue definitely takes a story a lot further, and uh, I, I really like it. It's it, it, so, it reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street, like I said. So th- there's a lot of really awesome moments in this issue, and... Uh... Once Donatello's like gone, he wakes up. Uh, I had a question for Anna actually, because I, I, part of what I love about Turtle Recall is that you're an animator, so you kind of have the artistic take on it. So the last panel of after Donnie wakes up and he's just saying yes, it just screamed '87 cartoon to me because Donatello is drawn so well. And then they did like stick figure versions of the other three turtles in back of him. <laughs> yes, I actually was paying attention yeah. because like the turtles, they have like when they have mask, they look so like uh, action. And uh, in this page, they draw them without mask, and they look so like I don't know, baby face, and somehow like weird. <laughs> and uh, I don't know they. It, it looks some, somehow funny. <laughs> yeah, they look a little cute when they have their masks off. There's, they, there's just something about that that face where it's like baby face, like you said. And I like the way they draw Splinter in this one. They're, if you're keeping track, he doesn't look like a dog this time. I like that. Oh, actually, I, I, I like a Splinter in this one because <laughs> because I have so much trouble with the Splinter in the original, the original, original cartoon yes all the, that hate email we've been getting lately yes. 
But I really like the splinter in uh, in this comic. Uh, I like that they weren't sleeping with their masks on. That is actually something that I notice a lot. Is a lot of t a lot of stories will have the turtle sleeping, and a lot of times they're sleeping with their masks on. And I'm always like, I I feel like they would have taken that off. So at one time they fight the Sandman from the real Ghostbusters, so he knows. I'm looking. Nope, <laughs> this is not Leonardo. My bad. Hold on. <laughs> their belts are off too so they're they're just naked uh since they're naked this is like one of those instances where you're gonna you have to have like everyone like mention their names like like be like okay what is it leonardo yes michelangelo okay Raphael. like this is like one of those so you know which who's talking <laughs> to who yes you should have they should have at least like put like height difference or like different body type <laughs> don't forget this was original black and white we're yeah. looking at color but there was no color then Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the 80s were a dark time. Your show has wrong turtle talking. Our show needs witch turtle talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that's great about this issue is that that because of the fact that it's like a nightmare on Elm Street story and it's all about like them being in dreams and pulling the dreams into reality and things like that. They they get to play with it a lot in the art. Like there's a part where they turn the the street that carnage is standing on into like a river that he sinks in. And one of my favorite parts in the comic comes into play here. He's so carnage is walking down a street with a storefront next to him. And the sign says radical price cuts, 20 to 50% off. And he's just triggered by the word radical because she's, you know, his, his nemesis there. So he just smashes the window and it's so such a good drawing. <laughs> He just wants to punch the word radical. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of uh, background images, you want to talk about like your favorite image that was in this whole comic that like no, like probably like um, that uh, uh, Kevin and Sean did not notice. Which one? The one at the very beginning, the one that you really want to talk about. Oh, oh. when uh, what do you got? in the very first page, uh, when Donatello is sleeping, and. Uh, on the wall, uh, I'm seeing like the, uh, what was her name? Betty Boop. Betty Boop. Oh, Betty Boop, yeah. I didn't even notice that. See, that's what See, Anna's good at, now, noticing things that no one else like pays attention to. But that goes along with some other stuff that we've seen on the show so far, where like we had one issue where they were watching Speed Racer on the TV, and they drew Speed Racer photorealistically, um, or, or drew him, not photorealistically, but the way he would look in the cartoon, and, and here they capture Betty Boop the same way she would look in one of her strips, so... It's pretty cool. My, my question is, what is the poster next to Betty Boop? Yeah, that's weird. I, I, that might be a Usagi Yojimbo? I think it's just two people kissing. Yes, two people are kissing. Oh, yeah, I see it now. Their heads are up top here. Okay. And then those are their arms. Uh, it's like one of those things where you either see the old woman or the young woman. It's like trying to figure <laughs> trying to see both. <laughs> Like, like, this was April's, like, old room. Maybe she just really was into, like, romantic movies. I like that Donatello apparently also has flip-flops there next to the bed, which you'll never see him wear. <laughs> <laughs> but they're definitely turtle-sized. Something cool that uh, I, I uh, loved it is that uh, wherever the beast is talking, the mm, phones are, like, wavy and so different from the other phones. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's something we bring up a lot. It, it it's like his words are quivering as he's saying them. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of exposition in this issue. I gotta say, like once they 
kind of find radical and she does her own very cool phoenix fire ceremony there's just a lot of her explaining yeah and yeah i think it's because they had to you know make sure everyone was into what the mythology was of of what was going on uh why don't you know what sean last episode i just edited was one of the ones where you gave a summary instead of me and i thought you did a good job why don't you why don't you uh give the summary this time around all right so donatello's having a nightmare about Complete Carnage fighting Radical, who appeared in Tales of TMT number 5. Uh, they are fighting in the dreamscape and are both baffled to find Donatello there. Donatello wakes up. The other turtles seem to be aware of what he's dreaming about. Splinter, who Anna likes for once, uh, <laughs> explains to them the importance of dreams. They meet uh, Radical in the real world. She explains all of the ancient Native American dreamscape magic that's going on, and uh, they help her kick Carnage to the curb. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Concise. See, that's the thing about the good issues. They're the ones that you can sum up within, like, you know, a, a couple of seconds, whereas, like, the only issues so far that we've done that we said were on the worse end of things were the ones that were super complicated and we we there was one we even couldn't explain the the third part of the time traveler trilogy where we were like we were like yeah we were like we read the description on wikipedia at turtlepedia even and we still don't know what the heck happened (laughs) (laughs) which is why that's not in it in continuity story i'm gonna Carnage, <laughs> <I> assume <laughs> this one isn't either yeah um so so most of the guest issues you're right that pretty much most of the guest era nothing then eventually they take it back at the end which we'll probably get to next season so i i that's pretty much all the notes i had for the issue i mean i i hate to just like every episode say like oh the art is so good and and all that stuff but i i i feel like this is uh, here's something i can say is this isn't one of the ways I prefer the turtles drawn. They're very, bl- I feel like this is a look a few artists do where they draw them kind of blocky and, and thick looking. And I've always said on this show that I kind of prefer when they look more like lizards with shells. Yeah, no, um, this, I mean, this one does have like what I don't like. And like, I know some artists does and some artists don't do this, but they do have the tails. I, I was never a fan of the tails. Mm-hmm. Um, like, is like that. Like, um, I, I was I was not a big fan of that. Um, like out of the guest era issues, I will say this. I think this one is like well, one of the stronger ones because, like, you know, this the get like in these between issues between Return to New York and City uh, City at War, it you get like mm-hmm. they're either pretty good or just downright forgettable. And yeah, and like this one is like it's it's a shame that Radical like didn't expand after this. Like you know, no one else tried yeah. to do anything with her. Um, like you know, no, there's like no other incarnation with her. I think she's such a cool character. I think the problem with her is that she's as you mentioned before, she's too much like Renette. And uh, Carnage is too much like um. Uh, what's the guy that the, the not Lord Simultaneous? That's all I can think of. But the oh, the de- uh, Savanti. Savanti, yeah. So he's very similar to Savanti. So it, yeah. One Don't similarity is okay, but when it's like yeah, pretty yeah. much the same pairing, it, one set of characters is probably going to go. Right. Going exactly. back to what you said about 
the uh, book being kind of ahead of its time, though, this is the third story because uh, the the intergalactic election throwdown issue too. The turtles yeah. are the you know the backup so that radical is the one who's actually the main hero and and as weird as the time traveler trilogy was it it was about a little girl so there's another female character for people to look look up to it so it's it's interesting the book is doing that so early i mean as we've said sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but in fact casey jones is like the only male man they've they've (laughs) kind of uh interacted with (laughs) <laughs> maybe because uh, they yeah. don't want any men uh they they want the hero be the turtles only they don't want that could be yeah. true yeah like they, they want to make sure like the focus is still on the turtles because obviously it is men the boys that are still reading these and like we said on previous podcasts like you know when when you're playing turtles as a kid you you play as one of the turtles you don't need a surrogate human character to play as or or like when they try to put kids into the stories. That was one thing I wanted to ask you. So did they have, I don't think they did ever have like kids that teamed up with the turtles. Did they? Did you forget about the fifth turtle, Zach? Zach, the fifth turtle, who's also voiced by Ron Bolson? No, I knew, I remembered Zach, but I was thinking more like, you remember the Ghostbusters had like the junior Ghostbusters and it was like a whole team. Okay, so Zach is a good answer though. Yeah, yeah, but they had, they had Zach and then like, I mean, because Zach was the, hey, let's make a character for the kids to relate to. And then there's like, there's yeah, future episodes yeah. where like we see Zach's brother, we see Zach's girlfriend, um, like, and like they, they all have like their own kind of thing. But like Zach is still the only one that dresses up as a turtle while the, the other ones are just kind of there hanging around and just, I don't know, trying to not sell toys to for because they never made toys to any of those kids yeah which is weird because they made a toy about every of everyone and he had a green mask i remember that too and like the the suspenders yeah yeah he had a green mask and suspenders and he had the garbage garbage uh lid can lid for a shell i used a a strainer when i was a kid i had a um i had like a spaghetti strainer that i would put on my back for my shell <laughs> I'm trying to think if I ever, I don't think I ever did a shell. I always did like, I always had like a sock as my bandana. Like, I would just like tie a sock. Oh, yeah. Like, and it because my, my dad, he had like these like long tube socks. And like for some reason, like, you know, like, like it would go up to his like knee or something like that. I don't know why, but he just did. And I was like, this is my new bandana. And like, I would like run around with that and. Uh, like, you know, uh, like the, the pots and pans would be my swords or nunchucks, whatever, whatever they, whatever I wanted, whatever turtle I wanted to be, that pot and pan was going to be that weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, you know what I just remembered? Like the later seasons had Carter, but he wasn't really a kid, but he was like another human that like, I guess maybe they thought kids could like. He was half mutant too. Cause that's why he oh, wanted yeah. to go see the turtles. Cause he was. Uh, mutating like so he joined the turtles because he was like hey what because he was trying to control his mutation and that's like when the turtles were like double mutating yeah gotta watch out for that double mutation happened to spider-man too (laughs) um so i think that's everything we have to say about the issue i mean it's it's it speaks for itself it's it's an issue where they let an artist draw a bunch of weird dream stuff with a monster so (laughs) i mean i'll give him credit 
because there's so much exposition and everything, I feel like he dives deeper into Native American, you know, mythology yeah. than the previous, three, you know, River story did. So I think that yeah, separates I'll, I'll it some too, where there's, you know, that other issue. It's just like, oh, this guy's here. Why? Ah, uh, he is. What about the leech? <laughs> eh, we'll get back to that. But that was what the main <laughs> thing was. Yeah, I know. But hold on. <laughs> so I, I think as far as that aspect of the book, he, he actually did a better job. But no, I think it's a solid guest run. And uh, yeah, it's a perfect segue. Yeah, I'd give, this, I'd give this issue a B minus if I had to yeah, give it like yeah. a letter grade. I would it's give one it of those the things. same grade. Um, so before we, uh, before we give our little... Um, tags here of where to find us why don't you tell listeners about about your guy your show the turtle recall let them know where what that i'm stuttering here let them know what turtle recall is okay jason (laughs) let your listeners know what turtle recall turtle recall should be basically paired with the show like you know what we do is uh instead of like talking about the comics each issue at a time we actually talk about the actual original show one uh one episode at a time as i've seen the show to death but uh my wife my wife uh, anna over here <laughs> i never saw it <laughs> and like you know so this is her introduction to the show and so we're kind of like so she's giving the show she's giving like a reaction of the show for like a brand new eyes that like you know i can't think of any other than like trying to grab a child i can't think of any other uh person uh to uh to give this um aspect of and then like with and then also we have like my aspect where like you know it's like i i knew almost everything about the show and then like people will catch me on like the things i've forgotten like you know scrag oh my god (laughs) everyone's like oh he came back oh you forgot about i know that okay i know that now i'm sorry i forgot about the (laughs) Stupid bad guy. I didn't even know he had a name. <laughs> but, but yeah, like the thing is, like uh, I really think that, like, like if our podcast were like on prime time, like it, it should definitely like the tagline should be like, "Catch all new Turtle Recall." Uh, following uh, Team and T Nerds, eight o'clock, eight seven central. Yeah, it is definitely something you it's something you definitely have an interest in if you're listening to our show because most people's first connection point to the turtles was that 87 cartoon show. So, uh we we decided to do the comics here because we had a lot to say about the comics. They have a lot to say about the cartoon. So, it's a perfect thing to just pair the two shows if you want to deep dive into that turtle nostalgia you have. Yeah, I I'm really happy one because you guys have- God bless you, because ten seasons, good God. I feel like I thought like when we came up with the idea, I told us like it's going to take us four years. I mean, we're like uh, by the time this is released, we're going to be in season three. <laughs> season three is a year long, like it's forty-seven episodes. <laughs> it's a hundred and ninety something episodes, but so it's really cool you guys are doing it because I I do enjoy listening to you guys. Because uh, you have a We're great just waiting to get to IDW over here. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with the ones we're doing, but it just gets so good once you get to IDW. So, yeah, I, I think uh, definitely check out Turtle Recall. You guys are a blast to listen to, and it makes me... Yeah, they can find they can find Turtle Recall where? on um, Is it everywhere pods are found? Or, just about uh, everywhere, I know you guys right? are on Apple Podcasts. We're on That's Apple Podcasts. My friend just told me we're on Spotify. Like, so, like, um, I didn't even know we are on Spotify. Like, um, so we're part of the Res TV network, um, and they, they do other podcasts. And so, like, 
Um, basically, like, uh, the person who's, like, running that, he said, like, ever since the the coronavirus started, he was like, oh, I'm going to show you how to do this. But then, like, you know, we had this pandemic happen. He never had time. because, And so, like, he's been doing all the uploading for me. So, like, I have no idea, like, how these things get out there. I just know, like, once it get out there, like, hey, guys, we're live! <laughs> I just remember he told me, hey, we're, you're on Apple. And then, like, my, like I said, my friend, who, like, our personal friend, he taught, was like, oh, yeah, I found you on Spotify. I subscribed over there. I was like, okay. <laughs> so that was a surprise I, I really enjoyed the Morse code episode over the wire. That was cool that you guys are there, too. No, it, it, listening to your show... Made me think how funny it would be if my wife and I had a show, because whenever I show her something that she hasn't seen before, and it you know it's nerdy, uh-huh. like something will happen and it goes by and she looks at me and goes, "This is just stupid." <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that would be every episode if we had a podcast. <laughs> so. I remember a conversation with my girlfriend trying to explain to her why there wasn't, uh, I think it might've been the first issue, amazing spider. It was either amazing Spider-Man number one or the first appearance of Spider-Man, uh, sold at an auction for like a crazy amount of money. And I had to explain to her why a comic book was worth that much money. She just did not get it. (laughs) (laughs) No, so, so, so it's funny with her because, like, you know, uh, Anna never saw Ninja Turtles, like, uh, before or anything like that. And, like, she when she, like, uh, before we got married, she knew that I was really big into Ninja Turtles and I was really big into Power Rangers. And so she she gave Power Rangers a shot and then, like, immediately, no, <laughs> it was. I mean, and, like, I've actually, like, stopped, like, I actually stopped, like, watching Power Rangers for a while because of her, because, um, she was, like, but, like, she got into Ninja Turtles, at least. I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God one of the two she likes. <laughs> yes, at first it looked so childish to me, and I, I was, like, so shocked, like, why are you watching this childish show? <laughs> I never got into Power Rangers, so, so, don't tweet hate at me, but I, I never got into Power Rangers. It's, it's all right. It's all right. It's not for everyone. As always, you guys can check us out at, uh, you can email us, tmntnerds at gmail.com. Our social medias on Twitter, we're at tmntnerds. Instagram, at tmntnerds. The Patreon, you can search The Ninja Turtle Nerds if you'd like to kick us a couple of bucks. It would really help. We're trying to buy new microphones and all kinds of things for the show. That money does not go into our pockets. goes right back into the show. Hopefully, season two, we can come back with better sound quality and things like that. So, yeah, that's the end of our spiel here. Did anyone have anything else to say about the epi- uh, the issue? Uh, no. Yeah. I just want to say on page uh, 17, it's my favorite one. It, is it uh, Raphael or which one? Uh, that one to me looks like Michelangelo. I mean, just the way he's acting. It's also uh, on in uh, page uh, 13 um, of the comic. Oh, yeah. Like, are you talking about the full page fire eagle? No, no, no. This is a panel. Oh, okay. It's a panel. And it's one of the turtles like doing like he put his hands uh, next to his head like he's doing like uh, googly faces or something like that. Like how you want to like. Uh, like make a baby happy. That wow! What uh, what a way to put that. The turtle saying, um, "Are we talking spooks here?" And I, 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 it has to be Michelangelo. I mean, that's his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got. <laughs> I, 
I got it. Yeah, that is a cool panel. I'm going to post that on our Twitter for this episode when it goes up. But yeah, I don't know how else you would describe that. It's like the when you do like the Bullwinkle Moose thing. Hey, guys, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> so guys, just, just before we... It's Raphael, because there's a line that says, Geez, Raphael. <laughs> Yes, I said Raphael. You you said Raphael, and I corrected you, and I was wrong for correcting you. Men, do not correct your wives. They're always right. <laughs> they have proof in front of you. So because it's Raphael, I find the gesture cool but rude. That's right. Yes, <laughs> <Best> turtle. <laughs> um, so all right, thank you guys very much for listening, and we will be back next week to tackle the next issue. So listen to us then. All right, see ya. Thank you.